Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. What is Asia Town Voice? It's an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Islander Americans community, their culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang, and I am here with DJ Alexicon. DJ Alexicon in the house. Thank you all for listening tonight. And DJ Alexicon, would you like to do a quick introduction of our guests today? Sure. Tonight, our two special guests are professors from Cleveland State University. The first is Dr. or Professor Wen Zheng Liu, and he is the Associate Director of the Confucius Institute at Cleveland State University. He is also a Senior Lecturer of Teaching Chinese as a Second or Other Language in the School of International Education of Capital University of Economics and Business in Beijing, China. Our second guest is Dr. Haigang Zhu, is the director of the Confucius Institute at Cleveland State University. He is also an associate professor of finance in the Monte Ahuja College of Business. All right, and on to the impressions. Would you like to go first, DJ Alexa? Uh, why don't you go first, Miss? Uh, yeah, ah, Mrs. Schweischer. Thank you. <laughs> uh, for those of you just tuning in, Alex had the mistake of calling me Miss Tang a couple times. I am married. My last name should be Schweizer, so I'm Mrs. Schweizer. I think I was just thirsty. That's why I mentioned Tang. <laughs> because it was shorter and it's a yes, juice. I, I grew up <laughs> drinking that. <laughs> well, actually, my impression has nothing to do with juice, although I, I almost switched it in my head as we were having this conversation. My impression this week is a little bit quirky. Um, I realized a couple days ago, actually I've known this, but I didn't really start to feel the effect of it till recently, but uh, everybody's body is a little bit different. It's not 100% mere left and right balanced, and my right leg is a couple millimeters longer than my left leg. And I noticed this because recently my right knee has been feeling strained and my left ankle has been feeling very loose. So... For those of you who have minor problems in your body, perhaps it's time to see a chiropractor or a doctor to figure out whether or not you have irregularities in the length of the bones in your body and if you should get special shoes. Like, for example, I might want to shave off a little bit of my right shoe so I'm a little bit uh, balanced out. How did you discover it? Uh, x-rays and then dance and yoga teachers stretching out my heels. Did like, oh yeah, your right leg's definitely longer. Did you measure it? Oh, yeah, you could measure it, but it was is visibly obvious when your heels don't line mm. up. So first notice the issue with my left shoulder. It clacks a lot. As it turns out, everything on my left side is smaller and shorter. Interesting. So you would figure more of the stress would be on my right side, but it's actually not. So mm. uh, take care of your body and minor ailments sometimes are just genetic. That's right. On to you, DJ Alexicon. Well, my uh, impression for this week is not really uh, a happy one. Um Several weeks ago, the Philippines was hit by Typhoon Haiyan. Um, sev- uh, last week, I was not able to mention it. I think I was still in shock. And when we were broadcasting, I, I forgot about it. But for those who still haven't heard it, and I think everybody has heard it at this point, Typhoon Haiyan is the strongest typhoon ever on record to hit uh, the world. The devastation is everywhere. There's a lot of lives lost. And if you look at CNN or other websites look at the pictures you could see for miles that the houses are leveled and the reason for this is a lot of houses in the urban areas like 
they're not really urbanized. They're not made of solid walls. They're made of woods still. Mm-hmm. So there's this ru- rural uh, feel to them, and only a few buildings are made of cement. So uh, this wind, this typhoon was at, uh, I think, 195 miles per hour and moving at 41, <coughs> 50 miles per hour. It moves fast, but the wind is also fast. The Philippines is on a path of typhoons every year. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are used to it. So they thought, oh, it's okay. It's just another typhoon. I'll just ride, ride it. And unfortunately, when the typhoon started hitting some of the houses, there were people in there and they just stayed there. And before they know it, the house is being swept away by typhoon. And even though 800,000 people were evacuated from these areas, still there were a lot of uh, death and destruction. Initial counts were 10,000 dead, but it's actually about uh, 2,500. I think it was over-exaggerated. But a lot of people right now, as we speak, are still hungry, um, they need food, and they need water. And I know some people who have relatives there that uh, that they don't have any contact. Or at least, you know, they were able to contact them. And it's just difficult when you know something is bad and you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Even now, uh, the government is having a tough time reaching areas. Um, the United States has sent an aircraft group, group carrier. So there's a lot of support from in the international community. Thank God for that. But I think they need the government or the Red Cross needs to move quickly to reach other areas. And I think this is a good time to mention an upcoming event. Um, as of right now, we don't have too many details, but the Case Western and Cleveland State students are putting together a Philippines relief benefit. That's great. The date is going to be December 6th. That's a Friday, and the time is 6 to 8 p.m. at night. Um, I don't know how much the tickets are, but you should search for the event on Facebook because by the time this airs, they should have an event created on Facebook. Yes. So we're also calling uh, all Cleveland State alumni, please participate in this one. Mm-hmm. And if of course, if you know fellow alumni, please spread the word around. Another site that I want to mention is the uh, PASO site, Philippine American Society of Ohio. They had a uh, media event last Monday. They kicked off uh, a fundraising event on their website, uh, philamohio.com, P-H-I-L-A-M-O-H-I-O.com. And on that main page, you will see a link there for the Philippine Disaster Relief. Can you repeat the website again? It's uh, P-H-I-L-A-M-O-H-I-O.com, philamohio.com. And um, there are many ways to donate. In Facebook, there is a Red Cross link. Um, this is not a competition for on who gets the most donation. Please donate whatever you can because all these donations still go to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And just a quick thing to mention about the December 6th event. It's going to be at the Thwing Center at Case Western. So uh, once again, it's 6 to 8 on December 6th. So you should look for the event. And uh, on to our guests here. That's um, right. Dr. Zhou, Dr. Liu. Tell us a little bit about how you uh, found CSU and why you picked CSU and what you think of Cleveland. I know that's kind of a two-part question. Do either of you want to start? All right. Well, I will start. Um, I came to uh, Cleveland State after I graduated from uh, Nebraska-Lincoln, got my doctoral degree. Mm-hmm. Actually, before that, I um, you know, interviewed at Cleveland State and jo- uh, got a job offer. So that's why I came. Uh, apparently, when I came to uh, Cleveland, I didn't know much about it. Um, but uh, after we uh, settled in and uh, stay here, and we um, really love the the town and the community. Wow, Nebraska! 
Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> where is it? I, I, I know. I, I've been to Nebraska. I passed through to Nebraska. So I, I, I'm really interested in finding out how you adjusted to life in a place that's so where nothing is happening. Well, I, I imagine there are large cities there. With, I mean, what yeah. what is the uh, city life like in Nebraska? Uh, well, the, 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 the city that I was uh, starting there is called Lincoln, uh, which is the state uh, capital of the Nebraska. It, I think it has a population of about uh, 100,000 when I was there. Okay. Well, you know, when, when you were students, I was, uh, you know, especially doctoral students, you really didn't have... Uh, alive. <laughs> That's <other> than, true. <laughs> Did you find Chinese Always restaurants study. there? <laughs> uh, I think they have uh, a, a few. Uh, um, you know, but, he, but it wasn't restaurant. good. Was yeah, it? not <laughs> as uh, as good as really? the restaurant in Cleveland. They, it's yeah, kind of Americanized. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. Did you yeah. cook for yourself a lot? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the restaurants, especially buffet, it's it's so Americanized. I mean, you have your sweet and sour sauce with deep fried chicken. It's yeah. I mean, everybody loves fried chicken, but. But, you know, sometimes it's just not really authentic Chinese. So. I could relate to that when I was a student here yeah? from the Philippines. Yeah, way back in 89, back. And, <laughs> you know. And there were, there were not a lot of Filipino. There's not, a, even now, there's not a lot of Filipino restaurants. And I have to search and adjust to what's available. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, there's a lot of Chinese restaurants yes, <laughs> when absolutely. I came here. So that's when I started eating a lot of Chinese food at Bolong. <laughs> so, Dr. Liu, what about you? Uh, where were you before Cleveland? Uh, I before I came to Cleveland, I am um, a senior lecturer in a capital university of economics and the business in Beijing, mm -hmm. and I was the uh, director of teaching Chinese of a second language center there. Mm -hmm. And I came here for, because I I was selected by Hanban at my uh, university. Uh -huh. uh, Hanban is the um, Headquarters of Confucius Institute, mm -hmm. and uh, I am um, from okay September twenty uh, twenty o nine. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I have been here for um, a four long year, time. Four years, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think about Cleveland? Okay, before I came here, I know the Cavaliers. Yeah. And I know. That's right. I know James LeBron. <laughs> yeah. But you do. Yeah. But, yeah. But I actually boo. <laughs> okay. I forgot about that. I swear to play basketball, mm -hmm. but maybe James don't, <laughs> doesn't like the Confucius Institute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he left. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So who do you think is better, Yao Ming or LeBron James? Oh, of course, Yao Ming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh and uh, also Linda C. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Jeremy Lin, right? Yeah. Who's taller, Yao Ming or um, Yao Ming or LeBron? Yeah. Yao Ming yeah, is definitely. tall. Yeah. Definitely, he's like seven foot, foot something. I don't know. LeBron's kind of a beast too. Yeah, <laughs> Yao Ming is tall and very fast and agile. Yeah, that's why he was true. a good uh, NBA yeah. player for during when he was playing because people who are seven feet tall are usually slow mm -hmm. and clunky, and mm -hmm. Yao Ming was fast. That's true. I mean, it's just it's fun. I mean, I don't really watch basketball, but it's fun to watch him move down the court. So can you tell us a little bit about Hanban and how the Confucius Institute came to Cleveland State? Okay. <laughs> uh, Hanban is the, um, uh, the formal name for Hanban is a uh, Chinese Language International Council. Mm -hmm. And it is also the uh, Confucius Institute headquarters. The main purpose for Hanban uh, is to promote Chinese language and uh, Chinese culture mm -hmm. to uh, worldwide. 
CSU's Confucius Institute was approved August 2008. Uh, after I came here, uh, uh, the CI at the CSU uh, was uh, formally acknowledged by Hanban, and we got the wonderful. Plaque. Yeah. So this is something that、um, they asked you to establish here in Cleveland.、Um, actually. Is the Cleveland State、um, apply? Okay.、Uh, basically,、um, there's、um, the first director、uh, is Dr. Wang, who is a professor at the College of Education,、mm -hmm. um, who work with、uh, Dr. Anthony Yan and、uh, a group of other people who、uh, want to establish Confucian Institute at Cleveland State.、Mm -hmm. So、um, first would be、um, they applied and uh, then uh, Hanban approves. So, what what is the mission of the Confucius Institute? I think this is the beauty of the Confucius Institute's uh, uh, program. Hanban、um, or the headquarters really does not impose anything to each individual、uh, institute. Instead, each individual, individual、uh, Confucius Institute, because they,、uh, they are seated in each host university, typically is within a host university.、Mm -hmm. So they let each institute define. Its missions and how it will work the best. So、mm -hmm. for Cleveland State,、uh, our mission basically is、uh, for language and、uh, Chinese language and culture promotions、uh, within the community and the local schools,、mm -hmm. uh, and also including the greater Cleveland community and the Cleveland State University. And the other part of the what we do at the Cleveland State University is uh, to uh, develop collaborative academic programs between Cleveland State University and the Chinese. Universities,、hmm. uh, so basically the missions are twofold. So kind of like the performance that you hosted、uh, a couple weeks ago with the、uh, the performers from China. Yeah, and it was very interesting. And for those of you who missed it, it was a free event, which is always wonderful for the college kids. So it encourages you know. College students who don't have、uh, deep pockets to come to this free event and witness Chinese culture and dance and song and instruments and all different types of music.、Um, so right now, is there any U.S.、Uh, Chinese culture club and universities like part of the U.S. Confucius Institutes that perform in China with the Chinese counterparts? Uh, yes, uh, not、um, at Cleveland State, but、uh, we know that, for example, University of Michigan,、mm -hmm. uh, which is a CI specializing art and music, and、yeah. uh, they uh, have uh, troops going to China to perform、uh, regularly. And、uh, we are Cleveland State. We are working on because Cleveland, the city, is really rich in culture, including our art museum. So we are working with those organizations, try to have something also going to China. But currently.、Uh, At the Cleveland State, we more organizing a study abroad program going、mm -hmm. to China for the Cleveland、uh, State students. And how many students usually apply for that program? This year,、uh, in the summer, we have a group of about ten students. Oh, really?、Um, I thought there was a lot more. This is for the college students. We have other group is for、okay. high school students. Probably that's what it refers to. Yeah. And、uh, we have、uh, more than thirty、uh, high school students、uh, went to China for uh, uh, about two weeks. Yeah, that is the. Chinese Bridge、mm -hmm. uh, summer camp for U.S. high school students. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, because I walk around campus and I know one of the girls in the dance classes. See, she she has a bag from China. And she said she went there as well. She says there are a lot of people who went. So I、yeah. I thought there was maybe a couple hundred. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> not yet. Maybe overall the、yeah. entire time it's been a couple hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, no, it's a great program. I looked at it out of curiosity. I mean, with me, I can just go to China whenever I want. I'm not afraid to do that. Whereas 
is it might be a little bit um, apprehensive for somebody who's just learning the language or has never been out of the United States before. But it's a pretty decent program for the Thank study you. abroad. Yeah. So. I'm curious, how many, uh, would you guys know how many Confucius Institutes are there in the United States? Um, close to 100 now. Oh, that's yes. a lot. Yeah. From last uh, last month, I was told it's about 97. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's growing. Uh, there's uh, 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 many applications waiting for approval. That's yeah. awesome. I think some of the new um approvals are from uh, Stanford University recently mm-hmm. joined. Oh. I'm surprised that it's only now that Stanford because that's a major university that yeah. it's only now that they're getting I'm sure there's involved. a lot of Asian kids, Chinese kids yeah. there too. Yeah, for so. sure. So <laughs> smart <laughs> ones are there. Wow. Uh, UCLA of course. That's a recent yeah, addition yeah. too. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. And uh, Columbia University in New York. Yeah, there's some of the yeah, yeah famous names. Yeah. yeah. That's the great. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Does we are among them. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not uh, yet. That, that's why I went to my undergrad. So I was curious. Yeah, because yeah, there wasn't one when I was attending uh, Kent State. So yeah, there, there are four in the uh, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland State uh, University, Akron. Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Toledo and the Miami University. Okay, Toledo, yeah. I'm surprised. So uh, somebody uh, asked me recently if um, the Confucius Institute had anything to do with the uh, Chinese tea ceremony that took place a couple days ago? Yesterday. Yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yeah, that was very, very <laughs> successful. Okay. Yeah, uh, 15 people mm-hmm. were there. Nice. And most of them are uh, Cleveland State University students mm-hmm. and also some from the, the community. Mm-hmm. The uh, they are very interested in the tea ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, this is uh, the first of our Confucius Institute uh, weekly corner series. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Basically, this weekly series uh, programs about Chinese culture, so different elements. We have the information on our website at csuohio.edu slash Confucius. Mm-hmm. So there is a page on, about the corners. Um, we have an upcoming one, Chinese food, calligraphy, and, and uh, Chinese movie. M- movie oh. and also yeah, so, uh, Chinese uh, music instruments, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's several one uh, coming for the rest of semester. Well, Would there be an Urhu? Urhu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I can show you my opera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can show you mine too. I just don't know how to play yeah. it. Okay, well. Professor, you p- p- uh, please work well. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh. Are you going to be doing the demonstration? Um, maybe. Maybe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, so that's definitely. So the website is csuohio.edu slash Confucius. Yes. Yep. And Confucius is spelled C-O-N-F-U. C-I-U-S. Awesome. Great. (laughs) Check it out. Speaking of Confucius, uh, a couple weeks ago we had uh, Sandra Emmeline Kong, and she's um, the 70th generation or Mm -hmm. lineage. How does she explain it? So she's a descendant of Confucius, so her family and everything. But she went to Akron University. I don't think the Akron Confucius Institute knows that she went there. I'm not 100% sure because she's never... They should know and honor her. Well, well, I know she was at the Akron opening ceremony for their Confucius Institute, um, which was televised, but she wasn't a speaker or anything. So I know she was in attendance. The, The upcoming event that you were planning... So you're planning to bring a performance group from uh, Dongbei, the northeast of China, yeah. uh, to perform here in Cleveland. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Because it sounds like they're a professional dance group. The students are from the uh, northeast uh, normal university. Uh, the dance, uh, okay, the dancers were very, very excellent in in dancing. They were selected by uh, CCTV Chinese Central Television um, Gala, the mm-hmm. Spring Gala. Oh. Uh, for several times. Wow. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, and for those of our listeners who don't know, um, the Spring Gala is one of the biggest events that's been looked forward to since I think the seventies, right, or even before that. Yeah, Thirty years. <laughs> Thirty years. Because <laughs> I remember being three years old and watching it in, in America, because my parents would have to wait till somebody recorded it, and then yep. two months later they send it to America, and then we could finally watch it. But essentially, it's this giant music, song, and dance performance, and they have comedians, they have little skits, and pretty much it's just a great way for the entire country to celebrate the Chinese New Year, and to be selected to this, you have for this performance, you have to be one of the top performers in the country. So, that that's saying a lot. Um, when is this uh, group coming to perform in Cleveland, approximately? Okay, the first uh, performance will be on uh, February eighth in Cleveland. February eighth. Yeah, okay. and uh, in the Greater Cleveland, we will have uh, two other performances. February eighth. That's a Sunday, right? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And that is the Saturday right after Chinese New Year, which yeah. next year I believe is January thirtieth. You're Let right. Probably you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, the thirty first. Yeah. January thirty first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There right. we go. <laughs> yeah. It changes every year. I think we will have a uh, Lunar New Year at uh, ATC again on February first or the weekend before that. So Asian Town Center, did they confirm which day? No, not yet. So uh, as a professor, you mentioned um, we're going to have the performance at Cleveland State on February eighth, and then there's uh, two. Performance ones in Westlake mm-hmm. and ones in uh, Lake Erie College in uh, Mentor. Okay. Uh, Pain, Painesville. Oh, Painesville. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also there's uh, one performance in uh, University of Akron. Mm-hmm. And then the, the troop will move to uh, Toledo, um, Columbus, uh, Miami. Right? Yeah, finally. Uh, Miami, Miami, Ohio. Yeah. So. And um, it's unfortunate, but I believe you said it was too late to book them at the Playhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. But Westlake, um, w- is it at the high school there? Yeah, the, yeah. the high school, the okay. new performing uh, wow, center. Wow, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Or, I'm uh, sorry, Painesville? Painesville, yeah. yeah. Lake Erie College. College yeah. Yeah. And then for our listeners, there's going to be one more at the E.J. Thomas Hall? In, uh, in, in Akron, Akron University. University. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't all on the same day, is it? Oh, no. No, no. no they are on different <laughs> okay. days. Okay. Yeah. In Akron will be February 9th. Okay. And the 10th, it will be uh, Lake Erie College. And the 11th, Jackson High School in Akron University area. Akron okay. uni- uh, area. And also uh, Westlake High School's Performing Arts Center. Uh, again, we are going to post the details of the different stops on our website. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I realize it's kind of early for the details right <laughs> now. <laughs> well, um, we're getting near the halfway point, so we're going to take a short music break. And once again, this week, we're going to be playing a musical track by the band Sandcat, of which the lead singer is Sandra Emmeline Kong, the descendant of Confucius. And the title of the song is called Sandman. Hit it, DJ. And as promised, here it is.
right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back with Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m., and this program provides you with an inside look at the Asian Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events. We are volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang, and co-hosting with me is DJ Alexicon. That's right. And our special guests today are Dr. Zhou and Dr. Liu from the Confucius Institute here at the Cleveland State University. And uh, back to our conversation, we were talking about um, upcoming performances for the Chinese New Year. Now, besides inviting these special guests uh, from China to perform at um, in the Cleveland and the Greater Cleveland area, do you have any other plans for Cleveland State itself for the Chinese New Year? I think that's the only event we are planned for for this Chinese New Year. Yeah. And actually, it does sound like quite a bit because before we started this radio session, um, there was a a possible problem with you using the auditorium in the main classroom yeah. uh, building because, and I can't believe they said this, there were only 500 seats. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this does sound like a pretty big undertaking. Yeah, That's a big problem if you can sit 501. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, d- you definitely, uh, if you're looking at more than 500 people, yeah, this you, is a pretty big event. You want to be comfortable while enjoying this cultural <laughs> presentations. And no sharing seats, right? That's right. <laughs> we do uh, collaborate with other organizations in their uh, Chinese celebration, uh, celebration. For example, we do work with the Sulan Chinese School, mm-hmm. Westlake Chinese uh, School, um, the CPEA uh, organization. So different organizations in their celebrations. Well, that's wonderful. Um, I know that last year, a group of uh, Cleveland State students, they weren't a part of any official Cleveland State Chinese club, but they did a, a small performance with Gunnam Snile and some Chinese yes. hip-hop songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they performed that at Asia Plaza as well. Do you foresee any other special... Uh, uh, cultural involvement besides just like the weekly corner that you do? And uh, we, um, there's another series we plan to roll out in the spring. That's the Commission Institute, the Distinguished Speaker Series. Mm-hmm. So we plan to invite some distinguished speakers for the next year would be mainly uh, the U.S.-based scholars. So typically there will be uh, scholars uh, specializing in some aspect about Chinese culture or language and uh, we'll invite them to come in to give uh, a lecture or workshop on their specialty. And typically those talks or speeches will be tailored for general public. So the although they are you know, scholars, re- renowned scholars in a particular discipline, let's say Chinese philosophy, mm-hmm. but their talk will be tailored for general public. So that's very interesting. Um, we were actually meeting for a future uh, Chinese uh, dance club at CSU, and I was meeting with some people. And as I was waiting, there was this young man who walked through the Cleveland State Student Center, and he saw the sign for Chinese dance. And he's like, "Oh, are you Chinese?" And as it turned out, he was a philosophy major, and he started oh. asking me all these questions. And luckily, I had actually read the Dao Te Ching and the Yi Jing wow. and the I Ching and everything. So we had the most random and interesting conversation. And I think this just goes to show how important it is to offer all these uh, cultural and educational and philosophical um, material for the general public concerning like Chinese culture. It's very important because uh, a lot of people, sometimes they don't know anything outside Ohio, believe that, it or not. Tr- that's true. I do some believe of, that. <laughs> yeah, some of them have not even traveled outside Ohio to my surprise and they're not like teenagers ages or in their 20s but some of them get inspired when they see something new 
and they end up finding more about it and getting involved. So any cultural performances is really welcome and very educational to the population of Cleveland. Oh, absolutely. So enough about um, CSU and uh, the Confucius Institute. What about you personally? What are your families like? Where are you from in China? Like what city, your home city? I was born in a small village in the, the province called Shandong province in China. Oh. Uh, quite a small village. I think I did not have the exact count. Maybe about 800 people in the village. Wow. wow. How and far is that from uh, Beijing? I think, no, the bullet train takes uh, about four hours. Four? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of far. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was uh, at, uh, doing my graduate study at Beijing, it took me about, I think, 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the slow train, right? Yeah, the slower train. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, um, but then uh, I lived in the small village with my parents and the, you know, extended family until about, I think, seven to eight years old and then moved to the county uh, uh, center so i grew up there and then you know went to high school and then went to college at the Qingdao, um the Qingdao university um where the famous Qingdao beer come from yes. oh Qingdao. <laughs> i love that beer <laughs> you would alex <laughs> i do because i used to drink that when i was in college we'd go to that uh, wonton gourmet when it was yes. that wonton gourmet and that's the beer of choice it is a good beer it's light yep. and i yeah. don't get eczema from drinking it yeah. <laughs> actually you can uh, you can get from many the the local restaurant and also the grocery stores uh mm -hmm. eagle you can get them yeah um that's interesting awesome. it's very light and crisp yeah, yeah. It's, it's really funny because my mother's mother is from Qingdao and my mother's father's from Sandong so it's really funny you <laughs> mentioned those two places so and then I went to Beijing uh, for graduate study and uh, so I came to the state uh, states in 2000 mm -hmm. um, pursue my graduate studies um, so as I mentioned at the beginning of the show I completed my doctoral study uh, in Nebraska in 2006, and then I come to Cleveland. I really love the city. Uh, very diverse culture, mm -hmm. um, a beautiful, um, uh, you know, parks, uh, outside activities. Not in the winters. Yeah, that not much. in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious though. Um, is the number of years in high school the same as in the United States? Um, I think we had three years. Oh, that's shorter. These have four years, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and actually, I think your elementary school is one through six, right? Yeah. And then middle school is seven through nine. Yeah. And then high school is 10 through 12. Yeah, so th six plus three plus three. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's longer, actually. Yeah. No, it's the same. Because our elementary nine. school is one through five, and then middle school is three, and then high school is four. Hmm. They just shifted a little bit. But I think the, <laughs> it's the current system is uh, in China is 5 plus 3 plus 3. And 6, I think. Th six? Yeah. 6? 6. Yeah. Okay. And actually, Alex, it used to be the same way. Uh, when I went to elementary school, it used to be first through 6 was elementary. But and college is 4 years. Yes, and college is four years. Yeah. In the Philippines, uh, well, <laughs> it's different now. I'd, uh, in the Philippines, we grad uh, elementary until sixth grade, and then high school immediately, four <laughs> years, and then college. Mm. So, Dr. Liu, what about you? Uh, what about your family in China? Okay. I, I was born in central China, the Hubei province, mm -hmm. uh, a small village in Jingzhou City. I became a college student uh, in 1990, mm -hmm. uh, which is in Beijing's um, Beijing Language and Culture University. Uh, since then, I became a Beijinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with my uh, my wife, my wife also is from the Hubei province. Okay. And uh, we uh, we married, and we had uh, a daughter, Jenny Liu. Okay. <laughs> now she is with me in Wesley High School. Mm -hmm. Can I kind of ask you about uh, how you parent your daughter? 
in the previous couple of weeks, we had some uh, guests in here. They were either had one American parent and one Asian parent, or they were born in America and they had Asian parents. And it was very interesting to hear the difference of the uh, leniency and the strictness between the two comparisons. Uh, with your daughter, how do you view her uh, upbringing? Like, is it heavily focused on academics, or is it uh, more focused on extracurriculars and getting into a, oh. a college based on extracurriculars? Yes, Before Alex? that, um, was his daughter born here? Was your daughter uh, born here? Not here. <laughs> no. In Beijing. No, <laughs> what, how old is she when she came to the Very US? important. Okay. She it's related here, to this question. Okay, when she was um, uh, 12 years old. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, I guess that, that's a little bit different. <laughs> that's a little bit different. Yes. So I, I guess, um, how do you view education for her? Okay. Uh, it's probably the same way my parents feel, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think 12 is uh, different. She's much more aware when she came here speaking, mm -hmm. I bet, fluent Chinese as opposed to someone who's eight years old. Well, I mean, he's an English, or no, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. He's Chinese as a second language professor. Never mind. Yeah. When she came here, she struggled in English language learning, but now she speaks better, much better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids are like that. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you encourage her to participate in uh, school activities like sports or uh, other extracurricular clubs or anything like that? Uh, yes, I encourage her to um, uh, some uh, extracurricular activities like um, high school musical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> now she is in the uh, core, uh, chorus group. Mm -hmm. uh, club, yeah, she is very uh, good at the singing and the dancing. Also, does okay. she go yeah. to Chinese school on Sundays? Oh no, the she speaks a good she Chinese. Not either. <laughs> she could probably teach at the Chinese school. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, that is absolutely fascinating. Um, do either one of you cook? Well, I know Dr. Zhou already says he cooked because he didn't like the buffets and the brass vests. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got training when he was Actually, that's how I uh, met, met with my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys cook together or just... Or you just let her cook. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, when we met together, she she did not know much about cooking. And then, you know, uh, we together learned how to cook, you know. And now she's very good, very That's good. amazing. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to ask every guest this question, but what is your favorite Asian uh, food? Okay. <laughs> uh, because I'm from Hubei province, I like spicy food. Me too. Good answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. When I come, uh, okay, this uh, last year from last year, I found a good place to eat spicy food. The Sichuan yes! restaurant. Yeah. 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 yeah, she likes it's spicy food. It's very authentic. Food. It's not just the spice, it's authentic. Yeah, it's authentic. authentic. I'm afraid That's to go important. there. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's worth it. Just make sure you have tea to wash it down when it starts burning. And a uh, <laughs> towel for my sweat. Alex, uh, he likes spicy food, but I don't think he can handle like Sichuan spicy. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> since I don't have any hair, when I sweat, it really falls quickly oh, really? <laughs> on my, on my you face. You have to wear a headband, right? Or a headband, or you need to bring a towel, like... You know. So my favorite is the lajiji, the, the chicken with the, the peppers, the, the seven is it seven different peppers in there, and it's 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 deep fried yeah. with the peppers, and it it's so good. Like your your lips go a little bit numb, but it, it's it's tolerable, and that's my favorite. So what is your favorite dish from that restaurant? A chicken, the, yeah, the, the chicken, the, 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 the chi chicken, and also <laughs> mutton. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. lamb and goat, yeah, lamb, mutton, yeah. mutton chops. Yeah, yeah, mutton, yeah. yeah that's very good too. Yeah. Do you oh, get it with the chips. peppers, the green, the spicy green peppers? Is that because I, I ordered it last time? I don't remember how they served it though. But they cook it so much that the the very pungent smell is not there. It it almost, it you can still taste it when you eat it, but the consistency feels like is it beef. chopped? Now I'm interested. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Oh yeah, it's chopped in pieces. Yeah. You don't have to like tear it out with your teeth or anything. <laughs> right. so. well, because in New York, in a steakhouse, there is they uh, sell mutton chops to Keen's Steakhouse in New York City. Well, you know, in that um, Jet Li movie called Kiss of the Dragon. Yes, I saw that. The one British guy is like, I love Chinese food because I cut everything into small pieces for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect, except for the fish, but yes. it's perfect. So yeah. I'll try that. Well, Doctor Zhou, what about you? What is your favorite um, Asian food? Uh, noodles. Noodles. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of noodles? Do you make them from scratch? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. I, my, well, my my parents are, and my grandparents used to make from uh, scratch, mm-hmm. but nowadays, you know, we just buy the noodles from uh, the grocery store. Yeah. That's true. Some I mean, time. Yeah. I mean, you figure he teaches what it says here. He teaches finance, <laughs> uh, undergrad, grad, and I'm, I'm reading. I'm skimming the doctoral. He teaches courses, a lot of stuff. And he also <laughs> runs the Confucius Institute, so it makes sense. I mean, I what would kind of noodles? Buy. You need a lot of noodles <laughs> for that. <laughs> what kind of noodles do you do? You like egg noodles, um, uh, rice noodles. Not rice noodles. The, those traditional, you know, northern noodles made from wheat. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. All kinds of. Actually, I, uh, when I uh, when I grew up, when I goes to um, a, a schools, you know, my my breakfast basically is my my dad will wake up and cook noodles for me a big bowl of noodles with uh, <laughs> with egg. I still with egg. remember, yeah, with egg. <laughs> um, is the egg in the uh, noodle itself, no, or is uh, it's on the side? Uh, Sometimes you can um, you can make noodles with eggs, but I think my my dad made it, is the noodle on the I mean the egg on the side. When it's on the noodles, the eggs, do you, do you break it and stir it, or do you just put the egg in there and let the hot broth cook it? Oh, gee, that's a good. Uh, oh yeah, sides. I love noodles too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he's really into. Sometimes <laughs> you break it, and actually, my favorite one is just put the whole egg in, in let it cook, so you will get mm. the the egg out. Yeah, nice, not nice. break it. Well, uh, it sounds like that maybe we need to schedule a visit to your house and have you cook for us. <laughs> I'll right? bring the eggs. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll bring the noodles. <laughs> I will bring my dad. <laughs> we'll maybe, invite ourselves. <laughs> or maybe we can learn how to cook noodles from scratch. You know, we keep talking about this maybe at the because Asian I am festival. intrigued <laughs> I'm thinking maybe at the Asian festival we should have all our past guests come and have a cooking contest just for us DJs oh, or, interesting or, or it's it's a way to promote the radio show too yes absolutely yeah. cook we can have the all the past DJ. guests and they're going to be cooking noodles <laughs> it'll be wonderful it'll be a noodle cooking competition um, speaking of which, if anybody wants to suggest any food for our eating competition at the 2014 Cleveland Asian Festival, please post it on our wall. Um, so far, we have suggestions for dumplings again. Uh, egg rolls definitely was very popular. Sushi, uh, it's, it was popular the first time we did it, um, although I think the second time it got a little bit sloppy, but it's still a favorite because everybody loves sushi. And we actually had a noodle eating um, yep. suggestion, too. So noodles. <laughs> Maybe chi- that. Yeah. Maybe chicken feet. I, I, chicken feet? Chicken feet <laughs> Because now you really separate the real eaters from the, the from the posers. Because I don't know anybody how can sign just, up. Anybody can just go to the stage and yeah, I'll eat this. But if it's chicken feet, not you Some know. Great photos of the faces going. Ew. Exactly. <laughs> I eat chicken feet. It's great. I eat but too. A yeah. lot of people they they don't think it looks appetizing. But you know what? Once they taste it, they can get enough. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's um. How do you? It's a little bit chewy. Uh, very flavorful because the very skin absorbs tender. a lot of flavor. I like very the one tender. from Liwa because they yeah. have this soy sauce sweet 
flavor thing that mm-hmm. I, I'm digging. And it just kind of falls off the bone. Exactly. It's like you never <laughs> knew. If you're not careful, you might swallow that bone. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I'm a pro at it. So. Yes, very delicate maneuvering around the bone. So. Yeah. And I apologize to anybody who has never had chicken feet. I realize this sounds a little bit disgusting, but this is a real dish and it is quite it's tasty. It's very psychological. You just have to taste it once, you know, yeah. order a small dish and then just have a nibble of the. You know, I, I assure you guys, you will like it. It is pretty good. And I had a lot of um, American friends who've tried chicken feet for the first time. Like, wow, this is wonderful. It looks gross, but it's wonderful. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so noodle eating competition is very popular. For those of you who would appreciate the noodle eating competition, please uh, check it out on our Facebook site. Um, so Dr. Zhou, I see here that you have um, uh, quite a few publishings in academic journals. Do you also do like consulting around Cleveland as well? Uh, not and. Uh, not currently. Um, so it sounds like you have a lot of hobbies, and yeah, I, I, I don't blame you for buying noodles <laughs> to cook. But what do you what do you do in your free time? Yes, <laughs> yes, I like to, I like to explore. Uh, you know, academics is okay, but it shouldn't be the only. Well, yeah, yeah uh, Monday to Friday, that's where you know I write the papers, work at the Kyushu Institute. But uh, over the weekend is uh, the time that I spend with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two uh, kids. One. Eight years old, one seven years old. Oh. Were they born here? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, both of them. One Uh-oh. born in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, one okay. born in Cleveland. <laughs> he's gonna have he's gonna have headaches in about five or six years or seven <laughs> when they yeah. get older. Yeah. Do they go to Sunday school? Uh, yeah. They uh, uh, they go to the Saturday uh, in West Lake is Saturday. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. But you know that's why I love Cleveland so much because you have so much to do mm-hmm. uh, um, on your free time with the kids, especially. So. That is absolutely wonderful. So, Dr. Liu, what do you do in your free time? Okay, sometimes I <laughs> I accompany my daughter to shopping. Really? <laughs> oh, look at this. This is a good shopping. father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this but is I, awesome. Okay, but I don't like shopping. I just <laughs> don't stop, like shopping. Yeah, I just sit in the mall. <laughs> oh, my God. Is <laughs> it a book or something? <laughs> I have the credit card already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. wait for your daughter we, to call you. Dad, pay yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for his uh, her call. <laughs> my dad. The only time I've ever been shopping with him when I was five, and my mother dragged us along. So <laughs> I think I think eight years old was the last time I ever went shopping with my dad. You're a wonderful father for for doing that. <laughs> yes, Even he is. a lot of American fathers refuse to shop with their daughters because I guess it's a psychological thing. Um, even my husband's like, I don't understand why you have to look at that belt for 20 minutes. Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it's the right color. Duh. <laughs> no, I, I don't really take that long. I'm, a, I'm like that too. Are I, you I don't, really? I, not only 20 minutes, I have to go back several times. <laughs> yeah, but with you, it's with electronics though. Yes, I have to make sure that it's not an emotional buy. Yeah. Yes. Because sometimes you're excited, you buy it, and then when you get home, oh, you're like, eh. how, why did I buy this? <laughs> so yeah, I, I am that way with electronics too because it's a huge investment Yes, well. yes. So earlier today, I had a very interesting meeting with a young man. His mother is actually a somatics dance teacher at Cleveland State. And um, I actually met his mother and his sister last year. His mother, um, well, his sister wanted to take some supplementary Chinese, like she was already enrolled in Chinese classes, but she wanted some extra Chinese classes. So I actually set her up with a CSU student to tutor her in some extra Mm -hmm. Chinese. And this year, um, this young man is actually going to Tianjin on Monday. So Mm -hmm. on the 18th, he's going to Tianjin to live there for three months. And he wanted some advice on what to expect in China. So I had a very interesting conversation. And it's it's really interesting to know that there are people who will just up and just go to China without any connections. I mean, he, he knows some people there without any like solid connections or a job even ready like he saved up money to rent Mm. an apartment over there but um that's very fascinating um do you 
foresee the Confucius Institute having any long-term plans for possible American expatriates to China, or any alumni guidance for that matter? Actually,、uh, we position our,、uh, the Confucius Institute as a, a resources、mm-hmm. for、uh, people who either want to go to China or want to do business in China.、Mm-hmm. Although this is、uh, an area that we have not get into, but definitely we welcome anyone. For example, if as you mentioned, if someone want to go to China for visit or live there or study, and、uh, we always you know welcome them to stop by. And we have、uh, local experts.、Um, for example, we have a, a staff member who is American, but who studied and lived in China for a long time. And and we also have.、Um, a, You know, we,、um, people from China, so、um, you know they can get a lot, of, give a lot of advice and insights、mm-hmm. about that would be great. The life if someone who wants to visit there, just you know,、uh, going、yeah. to a country where you have more information,、yeah. it, it would really help and save you time. Well, actually, I gave an email my friend Chad, who you've met, who、um, went to Kent State, and I tutored him in Chinese, and now he's been living there for five years. His Chinese is ten times better than mine. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed. I mean, he studied philosophy, and right now he's translating a book that his professor wrote for money.、Wow. So I, I, he's definitely beyond me. But he's the kind of person that can sit there for eight hours and not move and read it, read、wow. the Chinese dictionary.、Wow. So very eccentric and definitely a bookworm. Somebody that I am not. <laughs> I like to move around too much. Do you offer Chinese language tutoring classes to? American students who might be learning Chinese at CSU. Yes, that's、yeah. a good question. Yeah, and、uh, do they have to sign up for the classes、uh, through the school, or do you offer them privately on the side?、Um, actually, we have、uh, a fixed schedule available.、Um, so.、Um, I believe that's on our website. Yeah, for、okay. non-credit. Yeah, for for tutoring. Okay,、yeah. that's yeah, awesome. Tutoring. For tutoring, yeah,、right? for tutoring, yeah. we have.、Uh, yeah, if, if if they sign up. Uh, we can set up a time if、uh, for the, uh, as the uh, uh, f- f-、uh, okay fitting fitting for their time, and we can、uh, make an appointment to have our Chinese、uh, instructors to tutor them. Yeah, and、uh, we also have, as、uh, Professor just mentioned, now credit our、uh, classes for、uh, two levels of Chinese beginners and intermediate. Okay, and also a Chinese quarter class. That be rolled out in the spring. Did、nice. you mention non-credit or credit? Non-credit. non-credit. Oh, that's good. And、so、we also have credit. No pressure. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> we also are collaborating with the modern language department at the CSU. Oh,、yeah. for four credit courses too. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, and then the, the nine credit is for public. Yeah, oh, I was just going to ask. Yeah, yeah. 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 anyone, everybody. Yeah, I might want、completely. to register for that. Yeah, you yeah. should, Alex. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I've been at Asia Plaza a couple times and visiting my friend who owns Sisters Gift Shop. And I've ha- there's a couple of people who've come in asking, are there any places in Cleveland that teach Chinese calligraphy?、Mm-hmm. Now, does the Confucius Institute offer Chinese calligraphy classes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll be part of the、uh, Chinese culture class we're going to offer in the、okay. spring. Okay. And if there's、uh, enough interest, definitely. We can offer a Chinese calligraphy class. No,、yeah. would it be open to the public, or do you have to be? Yes, open, open to public. public. Yeah, and、uh, mm. the and the next, okay, the third weekly corner、mm-hmm. will be calligraphy. I、okay. will teach. You、yeah. will teach yeah. it. Yeah,、oh, great. <laughs> and this will be in the、uh, CSU website, right? Oh、uh, yes, in、and、two weeks. In two、yeah. weeks. So、yeah. let's see. Today is the fourteenth. So it would be on a Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Yeah. And. Yeah.、Uh, I believe it's the twenty seventh. You said yeah, in two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, twenty seventh, I believe. Yeah. Oh, so right before Thanksgiving.、Mm, yeah. And、um, when、uh, they're when the public is listening to this broadcast, it's going to be three days from now. Yes. Wow. 
because yeah. uh, today, when this is broadcasting, it is actually November 24th. Yes. Okay. You'll be just reminiscing. <laughs> we're, yes, we're reminiscing. <laughs> really? Um, for really those November 24th tonight. For our um, clever listeners, yes, you figure this out. This is a <laughs> pre-recorded radio show, and today is November 14th, which I said earlier. So. Yes. And believe us, you wouldn't want to listen to the... Uh, Unfiltered shows <laughs> we've yes. recorded over the past months. <laughs> because Jen occasionally has these brain farts where she just can't remember what she was going to ask. And so does Alex. <laughs> so uh, my question is, uh, these um, uh, cultural corners, are they always going to be on a Wednesday? Um, the, for this semester. For this um, semester. Yeah, it'll be... Okay. I know the plan. The plan is that probably for the next spring will more than likely be on Wednesday too. So where will these cultural corners be held? Is it going to be in the student center? Is it at the? Um, yeah. Okay. So based on the uh, numbers of the registration, mm-hmm. we, if the uh, students are more than twenty, we will uh, reserve a, a bigger classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for right now, is it in the office for the Confucius Institute? It's not in the office. It's in the, it's office? In the, the MC. Center. Yeah, uh, MC. Main the classroom. Main classroom. classroom yes. uh, first floor. Mm. Yeah. The, this okay. for, for last for yesterday's event, it was there. Okay. Yeah. So it's just in the first floor in the open seating area. Is that correct? One of the rooms on the first floor. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. not a, a big uh, floor anyway. So mm-hmm. when you go to first floor main classroom, you could easily really? find it. Main classroom building's huge. Huge, but <laughs> the floor itself. I used to, you, you know what? When I when I was at CSU, I used to rollerblade no. in main classroom <laughs> at around 10 p.m. because it's Terrible. Yeah, and then uh, they closed at 11, 11.30. I lived in the dorm, so I would go up and rollerblade around the hallways. Mm-hmm. There's no students there. <laughs> well, you know, I used to accompany my father whenever he would do his lab experiment, experiments at CSU. You and sometimes he'd sit me in a stool right outside the lab because you don't want to take little kids in the lab. <laughs> what but are I, you doing when you're outside? <laughs> well, he would usually leave a little chalkboard with some chalk, and I would just sit on the stool and draw uh. as long as I didn't break anything or leave the stool. A well behaved like, child, really? You think so? Well, if just, <laughs> because if I was the child, I'll be I don't want to sit here, I'll be walking around, and before then, they'll be they'll start looking well, for my me. My dad told me if I left the stool, then somebody could kidnap me, so that was <laughs> <the thing. laughs> that's a, that was a very good motivator (laughs) but yeah he would get annoyed he's like yeah look what i drew every five minutes so but i do remember when he would meet uh, his classmates and trade notes and books we would go through the main classroom building and i would always wonder why the stairs were facing each other both going the same direction. i know isn't that awesome i it was confusing i always try to hop (laughs) over to the other one yeah and my dad would freak out because he thought i'd fall fall down (laughs) that's the the purpose (laughs) of it to hop over to the other one well yeah when you're three years old you you know you think it's a playground so (laughs) Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in tonight to Asia Town Voice. I'd like to thank our special guests, Dr. Zhou, Dr. Liu, for Shishi. coming today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. It's my honor to be here. Definitely. And DJ Alexicon, would you like to say any final words about the Philippines? Uh, thank you for listening tonight, and please don't forget to contribute to the uh, different various relief funds trying to help the Philippines. Thanks. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We're signing off. <laughs> <laughs>